The Story in Your Head, Episode 30, Shields. Welcome to The Story in Your Head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today Michelle and I discuss the many aspects of shields, from recognizing your own shield to approaches for getting others to recognize and then lower their shield. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. Welcome to the Stories in Your Head. Today we're going to talk about shields. And I looked it up in Wikipedia, and this is what it says about shields. A shield is a piece of personal armor. Shields are used to intercept specific attacks, whether from close-range weaponry or projectiles, such as arrows, by means of active blocks, as well as to provide passive protection by closing one or more lines of engagement during combat. Shields vary greatly in size and shape. I found that to be a fascinating description. And I'm grateful for the Macklin Connection because it created probably a thousand more stories for me than I had ever having to do this. But Ron, what's a shield to you? How does the description that I just said apply? Like the mechanics of what you described are exactly the same as what we hold. Like, like the, when I say you're using your shield and like it's a protection. It's to stop others' attacks. It's something to, to be behind and be safe. It's to close down one area, right? And shields do that. So that's the mechanic. That's like the physical item of shield that is item that is called a shield. And the reason we use the term is because it's applicable to not just the physical item, but the stories we have in our head. We can turn those stories that are in our head into a shield. Sometimes we can make those shields impenetrable, which the physics kind of govern the an actual shield. They'll, they'll, they'll determine you know how big it is, what kind of an impact it could take, how wide it is, how much you could carry, all that. That's physics that does that. The, the artifact itself has properties. But when we think about a shield being our story, they can be huge. They can be small. They can be heavy. They can be solid. They can be permanent. They can be so big nobody could ever move them. So when I say, with all that kind of being a, as a metaphor, which shield is a metaphor for us, it's a story that we have in our head. It's a story that we created. It's a story we created to protect ourselves. The name for the, the internal dialogues that's going on in our heads is called scared self for us. We, we name it that. And that scared self, right, the first thing it wants to make sure it happened is like nothing bad happens to you and that nobody knows you're scared. That's, a, that's like a fundamental of a scared self. And in the scared self, you have this set of stories that protect you from things. And we use them all the time. I do. Like I use these shields all the time to protect myself from those bases. Whether I choose to notice that I have it or not, I still have it. And a story could be like, I don't like that person. 
It could be that person's wrong. I could be, I don't like the whatever team or I don't like that. And it's all about creating those shields of stories in your head that protect you from threat, protect you from being injured, being exposed, being vulnerable, being authentic. All of those shields that we create and there's no, there's no shield, but we can create them in a way that they're so heavy. Not only can we not move them, nobody else can move them either. So with, with my, my brief description of the metaphor called shield being a story, what showed up for you? Yeah, I, I'm probably an expert at shields. I've created them my whole life, and I'm grateful I can now recognize them, right? So that's step number one for me, is to recognize them in myself. And one of the things that I wrote down when, when you were talking is that I also have to have a story that I'm being attacked. And I never really thought about it. It was like, really, am I? And so let me kind of break that down for you. A, a trivial one, but it's always good for me to start with some of the easier ones. And those of you that have maybe been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I've taken up tennis. And I used to, because I had to, to change my story here, go out in the tennis. And when I'm going to play a match or going to play just a casual game, immediately, I've only been playing a short period of time and then go through all the injuries of my entire life. I had tennis elbow surgery. Oh, by the way, my ACL is torn, right? All these things. And people are like, we haven't even hit the freaking ball yet. What the? And it was to set myself up to say, if I miss the ball, it's because of one of those reasons, right? All this stuff that I'm really not that bad. It's just all this other stuff going on. Or I actually, I don't even know if I have a full story about that. But I felt like, because otherwise I wouldn't be enough, right, on the tennis court. Because I'm me with my tennis elbow and my, my knees and shoulders and everything else I can come up with isn't enough. And I had this, this story that that's there. And my husband was like, all right, you got to cut this out. This is like getting to be too much because this is like, you know, a year has gone by and I still have this crazy story going on. And then uh, what I just thought about was for part of me to put my shield up, right, I have to feel like I'm being attacked by something. Nobody on the other end with a tennis racket or a ball is attacking anything. I'm making that story up that there's a threat when there's not one. I'm my own threat. And where it really helped me is to see somebody else with the same shield. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what it looks like. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no more. <laughs> you know? And to help that person kind of work through their shield. So that's a trivial story. But I notice a lot of things on the tennis court because they're, they're kind of right there and they're physical for me. Where it shows up in businesses, and it did, was speaking up. Because my shield would be if I spoke up, what if they think it's stupid? So if they did, like, is that going to make me look bad? Am I not enough? I'm as a promotion, right? All these stories kind of swirl out. But no, the threat was never there. But anyway, so that's kind of my story. And what did that produce for you? Like, where does it show up? And when I finally got down to it, it's like, it's pretty silly to think I'm being attacked by somebody who just wants to play tennis. So first, I, like now I notice we as, as a species, we've been under attack for a long time. So that's, that is built into our DNA, our upbringing, everything about us, right? We are always feel like we, we are being attacked. Now, what I noticed when I was going through this and learning about it, figuring it out. I already knew that I wasn't enough. I was just afraid somebody else was going to figure it out too. 
right? And so being quiet, that's a great shield to be safe, right? I'm protected behind, oh, look, look at that big, scary guy, right? Look at the, well, well, he only speaks up when there's something really good to say. Like only once I got it all figured out would I ever speak out loud because, you know, I wouldn't want anybody else to think I'm like, no, that I'm stupid, right? And it wasn't until probably about, I don't know, nine years ago, eight years ago, what it hit me was I was hiding behind my shield and I was missing out on creating with other people because I was like too afraid to. I would always wait till the end of the conversation before I spoke. I would quiet unless I knew I had the right answer. And what I did was there was a lot of stuff I'd come up in my head and I wouldn't share it. And then I kept that from everybody else in the room because I was hiding behind my shield. My shield, I'm a big guy, I'm a quiet guy. Oh, what was the favorite one? He's a thinker, right? But that's the manifestation of me going like, I'm not going to share anything until I know I got it right. That's my shield. That's how I protected myself. When I get to the place where I can throw ideas out and let my body just create whatever creates and know that it's, it's enough, it's good, and somebody else may be able to launch on top of that. And it may come back to me in a way that now I can launch on top of that to where we can create, we can collaborate, we can make a new world like these podcasts. That opens up a space for me to put my shield down. Now, there is no physical activity called putting my shield down. It's the act of saying, oh, hey, here's my shield. I notice it. That's my shield. I got it right here. I don't like that shield. I don't want that shield. You can put your shield down. Now, we're talking, like I'm crafting this from the story of like, how do I work with myself, right? I'm in a place where I put my shield up. I now notice my shield. How do I take steps to put my shield down so that I can let myself into the world? My thoughts, my thinking, my dancing, my collaboration, creation, all that. And then there's the next space. What do you do when you bump up against somebody else's shield? And they may not know they have a shield. They're just being who they're being. But they're hiding behind something, protecting themselves. Kind of like if you ever looked at a Facebook page or a LinkedIn page. They always look really good. Really good. As LinkedIn is a great shield. Facebook, great shield. Right? When you walk into somebody's house and they have pictures on the wall, they look perfect. It's a good shield. So now when you notice somebody else's shield, what's the next step? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, so first I'll start, because you triggered me, my favorite shield, shy. It's like, yeah, that's it. That's a good (laughs) one. That's why. Isn't that a good one? I'm just shy. I'm shy. That's why I'm not speaking up. (laughs) It's like when somebody said that, it's like, yes, I named it. I was so happy. Then I had to think about the same thing. Do you ever walk out of a meeting and you're talking to somebody as you walk out and kind of said, well, what about, right? And you throw an idea and I'm like, that's great. Why didn't you say that in the meeting? And you're like, whoops, missed that opportunity. And after about the third or fourth time, you, uh, you, you need to decide to make some changes or not, right? But at least you notice it. But certainly when I notice somebody else, right? Since I'm such an expert in my own shield, sometimes it helps me to notice a little bit in others. And one of the ones that was pretty recently, if you've listened again to some of our podcasts, a woman that I was with in our landscaping committee her shield was, but I'm a kindergarten teacher. Now, this is a, I don't know, 75-year-old woman, hasn't taught kindergarten in quite a few years. 
was probably an awesome kindergarten teacher because she could explain things at a level that was really understandable to everybody in the room. So I admired it. And like, that would be my nightmare job, trying to take four, you know, five-year-olds and, and keep them safe and coordinated and moving forward. And it's like, I admired that role. Where she used it was, I'm a kindergarten teacher, so I don't understand all these things, right? Whatever we were talking about with budget or helping people or, or doing all sorts of things. So part of the story I told her is like, I admire kindergarten teachers. They're just awesome. It's not a job I can do. And, you know, I kind of threw her off a little bit like, huh? That's something that you would think is a good thing? I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. You can do that. That's fantastic. And when she would use it sometimes, say, why do you say that? Because I'm really curious. You know, why is it because you're a kindergarten teacher, some basic, we're doing some basic budget work. And I know she runs the head of household, right? That's probably way more complicated than we were doing. At least that was my story. And she actually didn't really have, didn't really have a reason as to why she was kind of saying that. And when I told her some stories for myself that were very vulnerable, like where I had those stories, where I was like, yeah, well, you know, I didn't want to speak up because I was afraid somebody would think I was stupid and kind of go through the brilliant ideas that later would come out that people could talk about. Not that my idea was necessarily the best, but it was a catalyst to other ideas that other people could join in and change. And it took a little one-on-one -on -one at first and then open to meetings to have those conversations and as we call it, toss those lines, but to be vulnerable first, to recognize it. And to be vulnerable first, to give her a safe space to say, yeah, that's happened to me too. So anyway, so that's the way I'm starting and, and have worked with shields. Do I get it right all the time? Hell no. Do I sometimes trigger even bigger shield? Yep. And it's okay. We work with that one too. So what are your thoughts? Thanks, Michelle. So I do hold the, the phenomenon of sharing a vulnerable story. Same mechanics I think you described is sharing the vulnerable story. But, you know, I'm, I'm a recovering figure outer, so I got to figure out, like, what, so why does that work, right? What, what's going on there? And this is the best way I've explained it to myself in a way that I share it with this on our podcast here as a story that you might be able to hold and keep around ready to, ready to hand. When I'm tossing lines with somebody, I, I may be asking questions, right? Like, does that work for you? You know, what is your goal? What does that look like if it was in, in six months or, you know, all those kinds of lines that we could toss. And then as a space will, all of a sudden you notice they've got their shield up. Like they're, they're, everything you say, they've got a quick answer and it's very, de you know, defending and protecting their territory. And so I use the metaphor of they got a shield up. And at that moment, I'll go to where in my life I have done what they're doing and they don't know that they're doing and share that from a vulnerable standpoint. Like really share the whole story about what it was, where I was messing up, the cost to others, the cost to myself, the me coming clean and saying and apologizing and cleaning up for what it was that I was doing and, and to be in that space. Uh, and I see the mechanics are similar to this. When they got their shield up, everything look at it something in a bad way, right? Oh, a threat, 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 threat. When you start to share a vulnerable story, they're not really listening to you. They're listening to themselves. And they can begin to notice themselves when we're not showing up as an attack. 
And we show up as a vulnerable self, authentic self, a person who's after it, working it. They kind of set the shield down. They put their arm on the shield and they're kind of looking at you going like, oh God, that's me. Now, what do they say out loud? Nothing. But you can notice it in their face. You can notice it in their expression, how they're sitting, how they're standing. And this kind of tossing of a line, which lets them put their shield down, lets them to be open and look at themselves, to be normal, to fit in, to know that they're not the only one that has the fears, not the only one who's going to screw it up, that they're not alone in what they're doing. And then they can talk about it. They can talk about what they notice. They can talk about themselves. They can now be open to help. Sometimes it doesn't last very long. Sometimes it lasts a long time. Sometimes you build a trust and relationship. Sometimes you get five minutes. But in that moment when you're sharing those vulnerable stories, they're there. Now, does that mean they're always going to do that? No. There are people who will take advantage of it. And they'll use it to, to beat you with, right? And that's when you have to go back to your stand and say, is my stand to be a stand for them and me? And I know that I'm not perfect. And I'm okay with other people knowing I'm not perfect. And that example is a space for people, not just them, but others to couple to you, to connect to you. And that's one of the things that I've really noticed about when you're working with somebody who has their shield up. You're in this dance with this person going back and forth. They set their shield down, or they don't. But let's just say in this example, they set their shield down. You open a dialogue, and there's other people watching going, How did that happen? What is going on there? And you've actually, in a place, tossed a line and opened up everybody to the place where they can set their shields down and say, I want to learn more. This was really good. I want to tell you where I screwed up. And that opens up a trust in an organization or a group that's so different than a bunch of people with their shields up, trying to look good, trying not to be hurt trying to not let anything attack them versus a group that would be open to attack, can take it, can recover, and have each other's back. And that's kind of the mechanics that's helped me to dance with whoever I'm with, wherever I'm with. What showed up there? So, except, so the question I have is, how long does it take to help somebody drop a shield? I mean, it. it Yes, understand the mechanics. You follow step one through Z and poof, right? They disappear. Somehow I'm not quite sure it works that way. So what what have you found in your experience of those darn shields? Some of them can be pretty thick. And heavy and hard to move. So what I found is first, center in my stand. I always go to what is it I, I, what, what I will do, won't do, might do. What is my stand for me? What is my stand for the other person? Once I have that stand, right, I hold that they're doing the best they can. They're moving at a pace that they can move at. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to believe that they can get there, and I'm going to believe that I can go with them. And however long it takes, it takes. One thing we've, we've, we've learned with watching the, the videos of Monty and watching and talking to him, horse sets the pace. The horse comes to you when it's ready, not before. And in life, when you're working with somebody, We don't chase. What we do is we create space for them to step in. And whenever they step in, that's perfect. Yeah. So to help people, at least in my experience, sometimes 
it can be a few minutes. Sometimes I'm still working it, <laughs> you know, and and it's been maybe even a year. You, you um, mean some of them haven't happened yet? Yeah. 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 Still, still, but I still hold my stand for that person, right? And the patience, and that they, they'll get there when they're ready, right? And to not give up on somebody. What, what does it mean to give up on somebody? For me, to give up on somebody would be I'm not going to engage with them anymore right at all not that yeah i'll check in on them every so often give them the space that they need no to give up means i'm done you know you live across the street great maybe i'll wave to you when i go down the road or but that's it that would be giving up it's good thank you yeah so for me now that would that would take a lot for me to give up on somebody and i don't know what it is and i couldn't figure it out but I can check in on people, right? They're just not ready yet. So maybe it's every week, maybe it's every month, maybe it's every six months. It depends on the situation, how often I see the person. But that check-in's always valuable. It is, and you, we, as we're tossing lines and being vulnerable in that space, we may make a difference that we'll never know about. Mm. Occasionally, I'll find a bump into somebody who said, you know, we're having a conversation and pretty soon they kind, of t- they kind of pull me aside and they go, do you remember that thing you said to me? Like, you know, 2006. I, I always go, no, I have no idea what it was. Oh my God, it changed my life. What was it? And then they tell me what it was and I go, eh, yeah, that kind of sounds like me. But I don't even remember saying it because like I moved on, didn't, for, you know, didn't forget them, but I'm not going to remember every situation. But it made a difference for them. It changed who they are. It it enabled them to change who they are to live a better life. And that's part of my stand is for them to live a better life, not that I get credit. It's about that space. I always ask this question. Did you share it with anybody? Did you pass it on? And what's usually the answer? I'm just curious. Oh, it's all over the place. I can do that? I never thought of that. <laughs> oh, yes, I did that. Well, I did it once, but it didn't go so well. I go, Kind of like when it didn't go so well for you and I? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, like that. And I go, so have you ever checked in with that person? No, right? So there's working with them. It's another chance, another opportunity to dance, to help create their space for the world. So we'll open it up is where does having a shield show up for you? Do you notice your own shield? Do you notice others' shields? What strategies have you tried? What strategies will you try? Reach out to us. I'm Ron, and you can reach me at ron at macklinconnection.com. I'm Michelle. You can reach me at michelle at macklinconnection.com. Thanks for listening today. Have fun noticing and playing with your shield, and have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. So long. Thank you all for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Not only does it help the show, but we'd love to hear from you. If you have a minute, share your feedback. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time.